Welcome to Pipelineology, the business-to-business podcast for agencies, consultants, coaches, and businesses looking to build a pipeline of hot prospects ready to buy their products and services. Never wonder where your next client is coming from. To learn more about our strategies, services, and for resources on building your sales pipeline, visit Pipelineology.com. Now, on to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode, How to Get Clients from LinkedIn. So this episode is going to be a a solo episode, but uh, this is one of my very favorite topics to talk about. And uh, I just want to jump right in and kind of get to it. So uh, we're not we're going to kind of skip over the the real kind of basic stuff about LinkedIn. I'm sure if you're in the B2B to B2B space, you're already familiar with LinkedIn as a platform. So let's kind of jump in right with who should be using it. And then we'll talk about some ways that you can really, well, kind of turn up the turn up the juice and, and start getting some clients from it. So I like B, I like uh, LinkedIn for its ability to find B2B decision makers. Now there's some consumer techniques, consumer focused techniques you can use too, but but really for for the, our purposes of this podcast, we're gonna really talk about it from a, a business to business perspective uh, as a tool for essentially booking meetings. Uh, that's generally what we like to do. Uh, there's some other other tips out there for ways to you know get people on webinars and things but i really think that uh, linkedin is is best suited for getting face-to-face uh, one-on-one with people so the great thing about linkedin is that it has up-to-date information on decision makers at different types of companies and the nice thing is people share updates when they get promoted they change roles in fact, that can be a great way to find prospects. Let's say you work with uh, car dealerships and you found that when people get promoted to general manager, they want to make some changes. Well, if you knew when that happened and if you, all you need to do is just be connected with people on LinkedIn, for example, sales managers and general or general sales managers, those are the people that are oftentimes getting promoted to that position and some service managers. But if you know that, now you can see exactly when it happens and get in touch with them. So just kind of a quick tip there is that you can think about this from an event, event-based thing, not just demographics. But that's one of the, the beauties of the platform is that I mean, information is up to date. So if you've struggled with other lists for prospecting and find that you get you, maybe you're cold calling and you get on the phone and say, well, they're no longer with the company. They're no longer in that role those types of, of messages. You're going to find a lot less of that on LinkedIn and any data you get from there is just so much cleaner because people update it themselves. And uh, it's a free platform, which from from a getting started perspective, if you're maybe you're a you know, brand new salesperson to a company, you can jump in and start doing this stuff without needing to spend you know hundreds of dollars on, on tools and thousands of dollars on managed services you could just kind of jump right in and get and get started and then add the add those extra extra tools on as you as you grow and evolve. So I want to kind of focus in here on some of the most important areas of LinkedIn well to to really get clients. And what we're going to be looking at here is we're going to be looking at your profile, the people you connect with, what you say to the people you connect with. And we're going to touch a little bit on 
on uh, posting content, but really we're going to focus on the first three things before that. So let's talk about your LinkedIn profile. Now there's a lot of people out there whose profiles, if you went and looked at them, are still very much what you would call kind of a classic resume type of uh, of, of uh, profile, where it's pretty much you know here's my work experience and you know here's here's my capabilities. When you want to get clients on LinkedIn, your profile, in fact, this is what we're going to start calling it. We're just going to call it your landing page because that's really the best way to view your LinkedIn profile. On LinkedIn, this is your landing page for getting clients. So if you think about your website, you spend a lot of time crafting that, probably getting the messaging right. Anything you're running ads to gets a ton of, of focus on, but yet our LinkedIn profiles very often get overlooked. It's, it's one of those, uh, spend five minutes setting it up and and don't think about it again. Or maybe maybe if you're you're really ambitious, you'll spend 15 minutes on it, getting getting some information in there. But if you want to get clients off of LinkedIn, this is absolutely worth spending a day or two, even getting professional help to get a really nicely written profile. Because this is, for all intents and purposes, this is your landing page on LinkedIn. So it should get all the same amount of attention and effort that would go into any landing page for any type of campaign. So here's kind of the different elements of this. And I know this is uh, uh, audio only. So if you kind of want to follow along with me, uh, you can check out my profile on, on LinkedIn. It's always changing. Um, I'm, I probably update things to it uh, once or twice a month different images, different things we're trying out. It's kind of uh, the wild, wild west uh, uh, playground for me, really. Um, but in case you, you're curious and want to see some example, I don't know if it's a great example right now or a bad example right now. Uh, some things I try work really well and other things, well, we learned that those tests don't always go so well. But anyway, um, it's Gary Ruplinger, so linkedin.com uh, slash uh, in. Uh, slash Gary Rublinger, or just Google my name, Gary Rublinger LinkedIn, and you can pull it up. But if you're in the car or listening to this while you're working out, you can just follow along with my voice. So let's start with probably the thing that people are going to look at immediately is your picture. So profile picture is this isn't this isn't perhaps a decade ago where it was really more professionally professional headshot focused. That's not such a big deal anymore. So don't worry if you don't have like a picture of you in a suit and tie, unless your industry really still focuses on that, you know, for financial advisors or lawyers or bankers. If those are your people, then yeah, you might want a really nice buttoned up professional suit and tie looking profile picture, but for the rest of us, not such a big deal anymore. Just so much that one, it is a picture of you. Um, I can't stress that part enough. If it's a picture of your logo, a picture of your company, a picture of your truck, uh, that's all going to really negatively impact your ability to connect with people and prospects. It's a, think about this. LinkedIn is a networking, um, a networking website. That's kind of what it was built for. So you don't network with trucks and you don't network with logos. So put a picture of yourself on there. You may not think that you're good looking. It's okay. I'm not good looking either. I, and 
my picture still works better than anything else I can put put there. So just put a picture of yourself, uh, you know, a good headshot. Like I said, doesn't need to be super professional. It can be something somebody snapped with a, a, a cell phone camera. It's all good. Just the fact that it should a exist. Um, make sure it's, like I said, that you have one and that it's a picture of a person, you. All right, so next section, cover images. So this is, this is a really great place and there's kind of two different directions, ways you can go with this. And my favorite way to do this is kind of what I call the authority builder. And that means if you've perhaps done some speaking engagements and you know, if you've done like a TEDx talk or spoken on the stage at a conference, um, and this can this applies to smaller local networking events, maybe a chamber of commerce or even a BNI uh, type of meeting, anytime where you've done some speaking in front of a group of people, this is a great place to use one of those pictures and essentially share your demonstrate your authority that you're an expert on the topic and that people will listen to you. Right. We don't you don't have to be a, a Tony Robbins or a Jim Rohn or anything like that. Just the fact that you've spoken in front of somebody can be a, a great uh, essentially tool to without even having to say it, just demonstrate that you are, in fact, an authority on some type of subject that people will listen to. Now, you may not have that. I've had clients who, you know, they just couldn't find a good picture of that or they just they don't do that. They're not comfortable talking in front of people. Not a big deal. Um, some of the other tools that you may have at your disposal, if you've written a book, uh, if you have a podcast, these are all tools that can do that. Um, but the other way, and this is probably a little bit more common, again, just because not everybody has that type of imagery or that type of experience at their disposal, is to really reiterate who it is you help. So let's say you work with um, plumbers and this is a great place for as far as your cover, cover image goes, is to let them know what how you help them, you know what you help people do. Maybe you you know, help them save money on their taxes. Maybe you help them get extra uh, water heater installs each and every month. But this can be essentially it can be a good place to put a headline. Um, so just some things to keep in mind there. And again, the fact that it exists is going to be more helpful than the standard kind of blue backdrop that is just there by default. Make sure you put something customized in there. Um, either that helps build your authority on the on your subject matter or lets people know, uh, kind of reiterates what it is you do and helps. So below your name is a great place to put. Oh, and real quick here, as far as names go, your name is fine. Uh, if you're, a, you know, you want to put any of your like MBA or PhD or types of credentials, that's good. But to kind of like load it with keywords, you'll see some people doing that where they say, they say things like lead generation expert or, or something like that. Leave that stuff out there. It, it, it looks kind of spammy and it will have a negative impact on connecting with people. So don't do that. Your name is good. If you're a doctor, put doctor. Uh, that helps. If you're not, well, of course, obviously leave that out. If you're a lawyer, put a squire. But other than that, leave everything else out. So where we want to put that stuff is in your tagline. Essentially, the little section below your name that most people will use to say, you know, manager at such and such. Um, by default, it actually pulls from your current uh, job title. So 
you can edit it. You can edit it from the mobile app. You can edit it from desktop. Uh, but by default, it's just going to pull whatever your current job title you have listed is. So what you want to do is really take that out because your job title is not that important. But you want to focus on what it is that you do. So let me give you kind of some current examples. Um, I think uh, mine oftentimes is going to lead with, you know, co-founder of my company, co-founder of Marketing Fix. Uh, we find that that helps with connecting with people. Uh, let's them know what you do, but you have a whole lot of extra characters you can work with on this. So this would be a good opportunity to say, let's go back and use that plumber example, helping plumbers get uh, two extra water heating installs, installation jobs a day, something like that. Uh, don't, don't use it just like that because I just made that up off the top of my head, but letting people know who you help. And as an extra tip, especially in kind of noisy um, industries. Um, I work with a lot of um, agencies and coaches and consultants who get pitched a lot. So I like to put some kind of playful notes in there, uh, things I've used in the past. And maybe if you're checking mine out, you'll currently see things like this, but I'll put things like meme aficionado and it's often hum. And you know what's fun is I get people who send me memes that are just funny and I do enjoy them. Um, and I put beer enthusiast, um, that one, you're likely to see that one again, just because, uh, it gets a lot of, it just gets a lot of friendly response and helps start conversations. And really that's what you want on LinkedIn is conversations, just some type of icebreaker. And by putting it in your profile, it makes it really easy for people to, to connect with you on a, on a, on a personal level which can then lead to a conversation on a professional level about what it is you do. So putting something kind of playful, something kind of fun about yourself you can be put it at the end. It doesn't need to be very long. Um, like I said, I'll, I'll use maybe two or two to four words to kind of put something fun in there. Uh, but kind of having that there again, really can separate you from the other noise in the marketplace when they're looking through a profile and deciding if they're going to connect with you. And that's kind of, that's kind of our, our challenge. Number one is we want to make sure that our profile is inviting to our prospects. So moving along here. So we've kind of got all the stuff they're going to see immediately covered, right? Where we talked about making sure your image, you have a picture of yourself there. You've got a cover image and you've got your tagline put in there and it's the thing that goes right under your name very easy to edit now let's talk about some of the things that well this is what's going to get people to actually raise their hand and proactively reach out to you and say hey i'm interested in that when can we talk uh, just before going on the on the air with this i had a person in my in my inbox um i sent him no pitch. I didn't ask him any questions. And he sent me a message saying, Hey, let's talk. And I responded back and I'm, I'm a little bit cautious these days on that type of message. Oftentimes it's a pitch. And I said, Hey, what would, absolutely. What would you like to discuss? And he said, your services. So we're setting up a time to talk tomorrow. Uh, he's, he's a local guy. He's interested in what, uh, what we, what we can do and how we can help him. And that's that's exactly what this this is all about is getting people to reach out and say, hey, I want to I want to give you money. Help me. So that's what this next couple parts are going to do. Your about section. 
this is this is if you if you've got copywriting skills or you're thinking about hiring a copywriter, this is where we're going to put those to good use because we want to focus the about section on not so much you, right? This isn't an about me, so not this is the about how I can help you. The essentially what's in it for me if I connect with you type of thing. So this is a great chance to do a few different things and there's there's lots of great examples out there, so I'd kind of recommend just browsing some of these different profiles, and you'll get kind of a feel for different ways it can be done. But uh, kind of start with some of the technical details. Essentially, in the About section, you are allowed to use text and emojis. That's about it. So if you want to put a link in there, you have to paste the whole URL. Um, it's not going to hyperlink anything. You can't put videos and images or anything in there. It's all text. That's okay. This is a great chance to, like I said, tell your story, but in a way that lets them know how you can help them. And if you're struggling with that, forget forget the story part and just talk about what you do, how you help, and what to do next. If you can do those things, weaving story and, and things are all things that can be done at a later time. But really the about section, this is this is where you get to make your case. And this is what will lead people to reach out and say, hey, I saw your profile. I'm interested. Can we talk? Now, one of the uh, things I guess we haven't really discussed is we're kind of talking about each of these sections in general, but you want your profile to be essentially as complete as possible. So that means putting your work history in, uh, linking it to businesses, um, again, little subtle things that you don't think make much of a difference, but having good looking, having, essentially when you're connected to the companies you worked for, it shows the logos and those just have that little bit of extra credibility. It just essentially makes you look more real, more trustworthy. Um, and that's really the beauty above of LinkedIn, because let's say you reach out to somebody, you know, they see your ad. They don't know anything about you. There's no rapport. You have no relationship with them. You're, you're starting from scratch. When you're connecting with somebody on LinkedIn, essentially they, they can learn all about you and they can learn different things that are going to build rapport with them. So for example, I have excellent rapport if I get on somebody where we've both worked in automotive. Um, and it, it really kind of applies across the board is we can talk sales. And so we immediately have some type of common connection when we get on the phone. We can share, swap, you know, war stories from back in the day. And, you know, we can essentially skip a lot of the kind of awkward small talk. We have a connection that we can immediately talk in, uh, talk about to each other and, and carry on. So um, that's why I like to have a profile that really has a lot of information about you because it, it lets people have that human personal connection to you versus I'm not sure who this person is, what's this website about, what's that landing page say, I don't know. So that's kind of the idea there is, the more information you have on there, the better opportunity somebody can say, hey, I, 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 can, res I, can, I can relate to that. I, I like this person, I wanna to talk to them. So on that same note, there is a part, portion on there called the featured section that you can essentially set any content you've posted on LinkedIn 
to feature. And this is a great place to show testimonials, case studies. I usually use videos in that place. If you're not comfortable with that, don't worry about it. Just any type of content, even a slide deck is, is good there. Just something to really, again, put, put more information for somebody who's checking you out, wants to learn a little bit more, get a better idea of what you do. This is a great place to put those types of extra pieces of content. And it goes right below the about section. So I said you can't put any images or videos or anything like that in there. Here, you can put whatever you want. Images, case studies, testimonials, videos especially are especially good there. Whatever you'd like, you can put there. It just has, it's just things you feature from your uh, essentially content on LinkedIn. All right, so that is your profile. I know we talked quite a bit about that. I think I've been going on close to 20 minutes here already on just the profile. And it really is that important. And in fact, if you get nothing else out of this episode, it's that your profile really is worthy of that much attention and time. And if you have to work on it for a week and then next week you go back and revise it again and make it a little better and a little better each time, it's going to be time well spent. But let's move on and let's kind of, once we've got our profile set up, essentially it works, functions as a landing page. Now it's time to start connecting with people. And the question is, who do I connect with? And I know if you're just getting started, you, there's oftentimes some hesitation about, I, I'm a little uncomfortable reaching out to people. I don't know. What do I say? What kind of messaging do I put? So let's kind of start with that. There's um, LinkedIn changed actually a few months ago at the, time, at the time of this recording, how they kind of default your connection request. It used to be that it would always say, hey, people are more likely to connect to you on LinkedIn if you include a message, a personalized message. They stopped saying that. And here's, here's kind of the, the, what we've kind of found in our own testing for across many, many campaigns is putting no message there if it's people you're just looking to connect with that you may not personally know, a blank message will get the best response. Uh, because, and this wasn't always the case, it used to be that a personalized message was great. Now it is great if it's somebody you've actually met. Uh, so if you know them from your college days, you met them at an event, a conference, something like that, uh, maybe you follow them on some other type of social media and you listen to their podcast or something, any type of actual personalized message still works really, really well. But when it comes to reaching out to people that you don't necessarily know, that's no longer the case. So blank messages are going to work best. Um, if you're still uncomfortable with it, here's some ways to really kind of maximize your connections is look at these two ways. One, look at your college. Um, there's, depending on the size of it, I mean, if you went to, say, the University of, of Minnesota or some big, big public college, there's going to be hundreds and hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions of alumni out there that are, are more likely to connect with you simply because you went to the same school. Smaller schools, obviously less alumni, but probably more affinity to connecting with people from there. So colleges are a great place to look, you know, if you're just saying, I'm, I'm still a little uncomfortable but I can connect with people that I at least went to the same school with. And uh, what we've also found works really well is people that live in your city. So whatever your major metro area is, 
Uh, I'm currently in the Detroit area, and I can tell you that people in this area just connect at a higher percentage than people generally across the United States or the world. So, but here's the thing is if when it comes to connecting with people, just push the connect button. It, it really, it's okay. You, you don't get a whole lot, at least, at least in the United States and Canada, you're not going to get a whole lot of resistance to people connecting where you're going to get constantly, where you get essentially the third degree of why are you connecting with me? Why do you want to connect? You really don't see much of that these days. So don't be afraid, just connect with people and you're going to, you're going to be in good shape. And the next question is then, all right, so I want to connect to people who, well, depends who you want to sell your services to. Uh, at companies, you're, you're likely to know who the decision makers are at those companies, who the decision influencers are, what types of companies. And that's the great thing about LinkedIn is that information is all right there for you to use. Um, one, one quick tip I'll give you is check people who are second degree connections. And uh, if you haven't spent a lot of time in LinkedIn, that'll make sense really quickly because it will tell you if you're a second level, a third degree connection, or um, not, not so, or, or more than that apart. Uh, but essentially a second degree connection means that you have a mutual person in common. So maybe one of your colleagues or something's also connected to them. Those mutual connections, again, just make it so that the percentages are much, much higher when successfully connecting with people. And then one of the underutilized things about connecting with somebody on LinkedIn is that you, once you're connected, you get access to other information they've provided to LinkedIn. Uh, most importantly, email, but oftentimes you'll get other social uh, media profiles and uh, sometimes a phone number. And while we're going to have an episode on cold calling where this might be very helpful to you right now, I just want to focus on that email address great thing about that is this is another opportunity for you to essentially make an introduction using LinkedIn and the rapport, but knowing that people just don't spend as much time on LinkedIn as they do other social networks like Facebook or Instagram. It's, um, I'd say, I think the averages right now are somewhere people check their LinkedIn every two to three weeks. Some people are really, really active, right? There's power users to it, but uh, the average person isn't on there daily or even weekly. So by connecting with somebody and just reaching out with, uh, hey, we just recently connected on LinkedIn. I know if you're like me, you probably don't check your LinkedIn messages very often. So I just thought I'd email you to introduce myself. That's, that's very easy. That's a very natural transition. You're not going to get people complaining about that. And the nice thing is, is that it's going to accomplish the same thing as messaging somebody, introducing yourself on LinkedIn. And that's the, they're going to go back and they're going to check you out and check your profile and, well, some of those people are going to reach out and say, hey, yeah, I'm interested in that. But what if you want to take it to the next level? And this is where there's a little bit of controversy, um, but I, it's something that we use, I use personally. Uh, we use it internally at, uh, at our company, and we do this type of work for clients. It works really well still. So I want to cover it. And that is outreach reaching out to people that you've connected with that you don't know, you don't have a relationship with and asking them for the meeting and telling them about your services proactively without them reaching out because it's very simple. You're going to get more people's attention this way. 
by just going directly and asking for something. Right, you're going to get some people here and there. And if you don't need a lot of new business, um, just kind of doing the sit back, just connect with people and letting them come to you is great. If you'd like to post content and share that on LinkedIn as well, that can, that can be an effective strategy. But for most of our clients, we find that the thing that really gets a consistent flow of new leads and appointments and booked meetings is actually reaching out and messaging people. So there's a lot of different tools out there. Uh, we won't get into the specifics, but uh, you know, if you reach out to me personally, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll shoot you a message of what we're currently using. Um, share with you some other tools in case you, you want to shop around. But essentially what you're, you want to do is tell people what you do. And this can be short uh, types of messages that say, hey, I do this. Can we talk? Uh, hey, I help plumbers get an extra, uh, what, did I, what did I say earlier, two, two water heater installs a day. Do you have time to talk? Very straightforward, but some people will say yes. Plenty will say no. So what we like to do is we like to essentially skip that. Reach out with a friendly introduction at first. And we find that this does a lot of things. One is, first of all, we don't pitch them right away. And we don't ask them any questions about themselves. We don't, hey, tell me your story, any of that. We don't make any offers at all. It essentially... When we reach out and give ourselves just a friendly introduction to somebody, what happens is people view our profile. And our profile is our landing page, which makes our whole pitch for us. So if, if that's all you're doing is just reaching out to people, you'll, you'll get some extra meetings that way. So now you're connecting with people. You get a handful of people here and there who just immediately reach out and say, I'm interested because they checked out your profile when they connected. And now you send out an introduction to people. Again, you're not pitching them, asking for anything, but it gets them put, go back to your profile where again, your pitch is. Now we're gonna talk about actually getting, sending out pitches in their inbox. So what do you say? And essentially it's kind of like what I said, you can, you can be very direct about it. You can say, hey, you know, the one thing that's pretty popular is kind of the, what I like to call the, the virtual cup of coffee. You know, hop on a Zoom and you can talk to each other and learn a little bit about each other. Uh, depending on your skill as a, as a salesperson and the amount of time you have, that can actually be a, be a pretty effective strategy to build relationships with people. And as you get into higher and higher levels of prospects, it can be one of the most effective ways because again, you're not sounding like everybody else with an immediate pitch. You're just trying to build a relationship. But it, you're, you're going to be okay if you just directly reach out and say, hey, here's what I do. Can we talk? Just don't do it on the first message. That's, that's what we've kind of found is that you want to soften it by letting them get to know you a little bit more before you just immediately kind of, kind of jump, jump on it. And for us, what, what we end up doing in our campaigns is we then do take that information uh, via email, and we do follow up a few times via email as well because we want we want to book meetings, we want to get appointments. So that is really kind of the big, you know, the big takeaways here is make sure your profile is up to date, connect with people who are good targets, and don't be afraid to reach out and introduce yourself, and you're going to go a long way. And we've got some some more guests coming on to talk about things like stories and LinkedIn ads and other outreach techniques, um, even some some more advanced uh, 
organic uh, influencer type of type of messaging and videos and all of that. So we're covering a lot of those in depth in the future. But right now, if you just want to get started with something, this is a great place to, to, to jump in. If you need some help with that, you can reach out to me directly too. So uh, just just hop on to, to pipelineology.com and you can schedule a meeting with, uh, with me or someone on the team. Or look me up on LinkedIn, connect and shoot me a direct message. You know, I'm, you know, I'm there. <laughs> so thanks so much for listening to this solo episode. Uh, really appreciate it. And I got some great, great, new, great episodes coming up very soon. So take care and I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Pipelineology podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to seeing you on the next one. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.